Welcome to the Empowering Path podcast. I'm Jess Frost, aka the Highly Sensitive Coach, and this is a podcast dedicated to fellow highly sensitive people and empaths. My life's work is now dedicated to empowering HSPs and empaths to own their sensitive superpowers and thrive as their authentic selves. Should we get stuck in? podcast is here. Welcome to episode one. I'm so excited and I'm just delighted to have you here, to have your ears wherever you are, whatever time you're listening to this. Hey, and oh, just soaking this in. This has honestly been on my to-do list for a long time and episode one is going to be more of an introduction to the podcast, to me, um, and my journey and why I wanted to A, be a coach and B, have this podcast. So let's get stuck in. Um, for those of you that aren't fully aware of what a highly sensitive person means or what an empath means, then I will give you a little bit of a summary. So Highly sensitive person or HSP that I will refer to is a term coined by psychologist Elaine Aron. According to Aron's theory, HSPs are a subset of the population, I think it's 20% of the population, who are high in a personality trait known as sensory processing sensitivity or SPS. Those with high levels of, of SPS display increased emotional sensitivity, stronger reactivity to both external and internal stimuli, such as pain, hunger, light and noise, and a complex inner life. So that may well resonate with a lot of you listening to this podcast. An empath, that's someone who is able to perceive the mental and emotional state of another individual. Again this might resonate with you. And I'd love to hear from you as well if it does. And this podcast does land well for you. So I have known that I am a highly sensitive person, an empath, probably for about four years. Uh, Four years ago, after a great deal of, of pain and kind of subconscious suffering, I embarked on the best decision I ever made and the best journey I ever made, and that was my self-development. I'd known for a while that my personality type was INFP, and I think Highly Sensitive was introduced to me on a podcast, along with watching a documentary called Sensitive. Now, I found it on Gaia, Um, which is like a spiritual version of Netflix. Highly recommend it, by the way. And it was uh, written, I believe, by M. Elena Ron and starred one of my heroes, Alanis Morissette. And I'm not even kidding, like watching, I guess, finding out about Highly Sensitive was huge but then watching this documentary was just another level for me it was really super emotional as you can imagine and um yeah suddenly I just felt like I fitted in like everything made sense B 
because when you do live your life highly sensitive and, and as an empath as well, it can be quite overwhelming and you can feel extremely isolated and alienated and just a bit confused. Um, I personally found that I was berating myself for not having the energy. I thought there was something really wrong with me. Um, I now know that when I am in my true manifesto state, which is my human design, um, and I am channeling my creative energy, I can be what people term hustle. You know, I can go very much into high energy, creating, working long hours, you know, generating a lot of output. And then other times I am absolutely depleted. Um, and that was incredible, I think, for me to A, decide what career path I wanted to do now, you know, something that's going to align better with my human design and my highly sensitive nature. And with the help of coaches and self-development groups, which I'm going to go on to in a short while, I was able to own this superpower, like truly understand myself in a way that I'd never, ever quite understood before and built the confidence to shine authentically as my true self. And in terms of empath, a complete stranger uh, introduced the term to me after an experience I had. Um, it was a, it was about four years ago and I was having a coffee um, in uh, this coffee shop in Nottingham on my half term because I used to work within education recruitment. So I was feeling quite chilled, quite, you know, rested, um, which wouldn't have been the me if it had been term time. And I remember looking out of the coffee shop window and there was a homeless man sat on the floor and he'd been unwell and a couple of people had had rushed over uh, to check he was okay. And when I left the coffee shop, I made sure that I went to see him and... I, I wished at the time that I'd, I'd got him some water or some food, but the only thing I had on me was some cash. And I went to check he was okay and bless him, he was lovely. And we were having a conversation and I lent my arm out to give him my change. And as he took the change, he really held um, my hand in his. And I remember feeling like this current, this wave and... It all happened in like a millisecond, but I said my goodbyes and got on the tram and I remember feeling so exhausted that I thought I was going to pass out. And yeah, a stranger um, asked me to, you know, was I okay? What happened? I explained what happened. I just said something really weird just happened and I'm not quite sure why I feel so so faint and, and exhausted and and yeah they said you sound like you're an empath and it was the first time I'd ever heard this phrase so I spent the rest of the day I remember vividly getting back home getting straight on google getting up all the articles that talked about empaths I remember ringing my mum going mum it makes sense now and like yeah that was huge huge for me in the same way that finding out I was highly sensitive it was like holy crap 
things make sense now. To add another layer of self-development to these findings, I had also discovered that I had very strong codependent tendencies. Now, for those of you that don't know what codependent is, it's basically an excessive emotional and psychological reliance on someone, especially someone who requires support for illness or addiction. Now, I spent a lot of my childhood, um, my teens, my early 20s, my early 30s, looking after my father who suffered very poorly with his uh, mental health. Um, He's diagnosed with uh, bipolar and schizophrenia. um, And yeah, he was very poorly for for most of my childhood. Um, He also suffered with alcohol addiction. So I most certainly developed my codependent behaviour from my childhood experiences with my father. And coupled with having quite distressing times, losing um, my father's parents, they took their own lives when I was 18, um, my codependent behaviour escalated. I believed, I've recently got rid of the belief, that I had to look after everyone and make sure they were physically, emotionally, mentally okay because if I didn't, something terrible would happen. And I carried this round in my shadow, the shadow being your unconscious mind, for many, many years. It wouldn't just be family members, partners, friends. It would extend to like the homeless man in the street. You know, I would worry for the world. I would watch the news and then just be crippled with sadness and worry um, if there was any hint that someone was struggling with their mental health, I would go into absolute fixer, saver mode. Um, And yeah, this behaviour was just, I thought, I kind of, I guess my narrative was, you know, you're a good person. And I thought that to be a good person, you had to go that extra mile and make sure everyone else is okay. But by doing so, I was really neglecting my, all my needs. And that's when, you know, everything kind of came to a head when I was out working in New York, uh, probably about four years ago. And yeah, I... It was like, the only way I can describe it is like a Coke can had been shaken and there was just no holding back. The effect of serving everyone else before myself was too much. You know, I was, gosh, what would I have been? Like, yeah, early 30s and yeah, I just... The Coke can had been shaken so hard (laughs) that I just, I exploded. I exploded. And yeah, it was, it was a really difficult time. Um, You know, I moved back to the UK. Uh, Myself and my partner at the time separated and I'd moved back to the Midlands and was living, well, sleeping on my mother's couch and was dragging the biggest suitcase you've ever seen around from sofa to sofa. 
not where I pictured myself at 33. (laughs) I'll be honest with you. You know, when you're looking on social media and you've got everyone around you seeming to be settling down, getting married, having children, it was really tough. But I was so lucky that I got in touch with an old colleague who gave me the opportunity to work and set up a business for her, for another education recruiter in Nottingham in the UK. And it gave me the most incredible platform just to settle. You know, it it was not in some ways the best job for me in terms of my energy now, I know, um, and the fast paced nature of recruitment. Um, it, it just, it, it doesn't work anymore for, for my personality type, but the company and, and the colleagues were incredible. And it gave me the opportunity to calm, settle down. I'd got some incredible housemates that I was renting a room in Nottingham. Um, but yeah, at the time I was, oh gosh, so in debt. And the shame that I carried around with that debt was indescribable. Like I now know the power of shame and how sneaky it is and how it will lay dormant for many, many, many years. And yeah, that was, that was really tough. And I think the debt was a huge sign of my codependency. So once I started to heal the codependency and started to be more aware of how I was behaving, where I was lacking boundaries, um, where I was being attracted to men that served my codependency. Um, And gosh, the dating disasters is another podcast in itself. Um, But yeah, it it was so enlightening. And I learned to accept my debt. I learned to accept my past. It wasn't easy, but yeah, in, in the last, I'd say the last 18 months have, has been where I have fast-tracked my own self-development. Um, COVID had a very positive effect, actually, on doing the work. So, you know, healing my past, healing my trauma, accepting my authentic self. Um, I joined an incredible community ran by Erica Kramer, the Queen of Confidence, who I adore and has legitimately changed my life. I would not be doing this podcast. I would not have left recruitment. I would not be a coach if it wasn't for Erica Kramer and many other incredible human beings that have played a pivotal part in the last 18 months for me. Despite the fact that I had debt still, and still do to a certain extent, um, I invested money in my first one-to-one coaches. Um, And Kat, my coach, my first coach, again, like Erica, changed my life and I doubled my commission in my recruitment role. I was able to clear more of my debt than I would have been had I been doing this solo. It gave me the opportunity to have someone hold me accountable, which I needed, you know, when I really, really asked myself, you know, I do need that accountability. I need that person that's going to hold me to account, but champion me. Um, It's going to hold space for me to unravel. That's going to support me as I piece myself together. And 
I've never looked back and it's why I've chosen to coach as my career because I see the incredible value that it has and just watching someone flourish and transform in the most beautiful way you can see the healing on people's faces you can see the breakthroughs in their faces in their eyes and just knowing that someone can start stepping into their power living their lives giving less of a fuck what others think about them sorry there will be the old swear word by the way and yeah just fucking owning it man owning it it is absolutely beautiful my hope for this podcast is genuinely that this will help hsps empaths anyone that resonates with those terms or thinks they may well be highly sensitive just feel less alone um i hope that you can feel inspired and motivated and held and that through some solo episodes and also recordings with other HSPs and incredible humans that, yeah, this can just be a great addition to your Luggles. <laughs> and we can create this beautiful community for our sensitive superpowers where we can thrive together and, yeah, just own it absolutely own it and just know that you know even even someone that like myself that's coaching like healing isn't linear and this process of self-awareness and healing and learning and growing it's a journey it's a lifelong journey and I look forward to being vulnerable and sharing areas that I'm growing and breakthroughs that I'm having because as much as, you know, I am a coach, I equally will always, always have a one-to-one coach or a group program that I'm invested in because I know the power that it has and I want to keep growing. You know, I've come so far in the last four years and especially in the last 18 months that I'm like, wow, where can I be in the next 18 months with the help of resilience in myself owning my authority, owning my sensitive superpowers, learning how to manage my energy. Now that is going to be its own podcast because that for a highly sensitive person is huge. Looking at our lifestyles, what's serving us, what isn't serving us and implementing ways that we can rest when we need to rest, absolutely hustle when we want to hustle and we feel comfortable doing so um, and just yeah, knowing ourselves well enough and trusting ourselves and listening to our bodies and our intuition and adapting accordingly. So I really hope that this lands well for you. Please, please let me know. Honestly, I've been so excited to launch this first episode and I cannot wait to be with you on a weekly basis. Um, And yeah, thank you. Thank you for being here. I'm absolutely blessed. You have been listening to the Empowering Path podcast. I'm Jess Frost, also known 
as the highly sensitive coach you can find me on instagram and please please do reach out if this has resonated with you in any way i would love to hear your thoughts so do drop me a dm and yeah let's have a chat but until next time please look after yourself and protect that energy